0: Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the At Podcast. We launched this thing on April 30th, 2016, and 100 episodes later, here we are. I want to pause right here at episode 100 to do a couple things, two things very specifically. The first one is simply to say thank you. Thank you for listening, for paying attention. I do not take for granted at all, not for a moment, uh, that you offer your attention, your time to this podcast, anything that I do, but specifically today, this podcast. Thank you for paying attention. If you are a patron, doubly thank you, uh, because not only your attention, but your actual contributions make it possible for me to do this, to take care of equipment costs and also to free up the time it takes me to invest in these conversations, uh, to do the research. I am enriched by this work, um, and your support allows me to continue to enter into it. So thank you really, very, very much. Thank you also, and very specifically to Dan Portnoy, who is the producer of this episode and really the vast majority of episodes of the AC podcast, the last hundred episodes. Uh, your skill set, your attention, your availability. There's just stuff along with this podcast. There's just stuff that's true about my life and is that exists in my life that simply would not. Uh, were you not the person you are with the skill set you have uh, and the attention you pay. So thank you. Thank you for making all this possible. Uh, if you're a listener, if you're Dan, uh, if you are uh, a patron, that's first. The first is thanks. And thanks because this, like I said, this is an enriching work. I love this work. I love this work because I'm growing as I do it, which leads me to the second thing that I want to do. I grew up watching David Letterman, uh, which means that what I'm going to offer you is a David Letterman type thing. I'm going to offer you a top 10. The top 10 things I have learned uh, as the host of the Etsy podcast after 100 episodes. Number 10, I don't have to know everything. <laughs> that seems like kind of a duh when I say it out loud, but the reality is is life is just better recognizing my limitations that I don't have to make a goal of as- assembling a bunch of knowledge uh, and becoming a know-it-all. It's actually a really good posture to be in to recognize that I- I'm limited in my knowledge. I'm actually sometimes limited in my ability to know, um, It makes life more interesting. It makes people more interesting. I don't have to know everything. That's number 10. Number nine, I don't have to pretend like I know everything. (laughs) My mom used to say, no one likes to know it all. Maybe your mom said the same thing. 100 episodes into this podcast, I really believe it. Um, folks really enjoy being asked questions. Uh, I enjoy being asked questions. I don't have to pretend like I know everything. In fact, there's not a lot of respect to be gained by pretending like I've got knowledge. There is a lot to be gained by knowing that I don't know everything and acting like someone who is looking for what's next in someone's life, who's looking for truth, beauty, goodness, as opposed to thinking that they've got it. Which leads me to number eight. Curiosity is a sign of respect. To say to someone, tell me about that. To say to someone, I don't think I quite understand that. Can you break that down for me? There is this maybe um, like a fear of, of sorts that, that like folks would be offended uh, to be asked questions about who they are. But the more I've done it, the more I've asked like really poignant questions of, of really... Uh, sensitive matters in people's lives, the more I recognize how respected and honored people feel when I ask questions as opposed to make assumptions. Curiosity is a sign of respect. Number seven, mystery is an invitation. Uh, it is often used, the word mystery, m- maybe misused. It is, it is sometimes misused, the word mystery, as a way to excuse the work it takes to get to know someone, to, a way to excuse the, the work it takes uh, or the responsibility of coming to know, of asking good questions and of waiting for answers, or even waiting through answers that we don't understand. Oh, it's just mysterious. No, real mystery, true mystery is an invitation into relationship. It's an invitation into a deeper kind of knowledge. It's the, it begins with that sense of like, I don't really get this. It leads to really good questions. Mystery is not a dead end when it comes to culture or religion or anything. It is an invitation. Hey, there's more here. There's more than you can see. There's more than you can know. Maybe there's more that is possible for you to know. Maybe there's actually more than is possible at the edges of human knowledge Mystery is an invitation and not a dead end. Number six, knowledge isn't power. Knowledge is a facet of relationship. This notion, this, 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 it's, you know, it's a saying. I, I've heard it, I've seen it on posters. Knowledge is power. No, you know, that, that's true if, if the goal in my life is to control. If the goal in my life is to control the world around me, then knowledge can be power. But if the goal in my life is relationship, uh, then knowledge is simply a facet of that relationship. And it ends up being a, a, a commitment to a relationship, like a particular commitment to a relationship that I get to know you. I get to see you and experience you now as you are. And knowledge is power means that you have to stay there. Otherwise, we have a problem. Once I've come to know you, that's who you are. And if you change, then we've got a problem. But what if instead knowledge is, is a way for, is a way for, it's a facet of like, I get to see you now. And then as you change, I'm committed to relearning you over the course of time. That's true interrelationally that's true interpersonally. It's also true societally that that's suit institutionally, culturally things are as they are now. And I can come to a certain understanding and a grasp. Here's that control piece, a grasp of the way things are now, but real knowledge then is like, this is going to change. And when it changes, when you change, I'm going to ask the next set of questions in order to re-enter into this relationship as it exists tomorrow. Knowledge isn't power. Uh, knowledge is a facet of relationship. Number five, I'm hesitant to even say this out loud. And I shouldn't be, because I, I mean this. Um, not everything has to be important to me. Oh, it feels really good to say. There are things that have been important to my guests over the over 100 episodes that like I they're just not as important to me. Uh, and some of that has to do with place in life. Some of that has to do with the position of power that I can't do much about some of the things that some of my guests care deeply about and have committed their lives to. So it can't be important to me in the same way. There are things that are important to me that aren't important to other folks who don't have the kind of access or don't have the same kind of doorways. It's important for me to recognize, like, these are the things that I get to know. These are the things I get to do something about. These are things that I, that are actually important to me so that I can play my part and respect you for playing Your part. That doesn't have to be important to me in the same way that it is to you. I can just think that you're a hero in your specific lane and let you drive in it and do it really well. And then I can stay in my lane and do my part well and trust the whole process. The fabric of the world societally becomes far more interesting. And I get to be more responsible to my part of it if I recognize that not everything has to be important to me. I just want to be really responsible to the stuff that is number four listening is the key the key not just a key listening is the key to good relationship and great art to have a good idea uh and even to have a skill set is wonderful it's necessary um This podcast was a good idea and I have a certain skill set that allows me to do this and I think do this decently well, but it's my capacity to and my growing capacity to pay attention and to listen that actually makes this work. That's true on a bunch of different levels. It's also true in the rest of my art. that I, ha- I-, I can have a great idea, but if I'm not paying attention to the world around me, I don't know where that idea goes, and I just kind of place things out of context or in the wrong time or among the wrong tribe of people. Listening is the key to good relationship, the key to good relationship, and it is also the key to great art. Number three. Listening... <laughs> is actually hard because what it requires me to do is it requires me to put my agendas to the side it acqu- it requires me to relegate my ideas to um to maybe even better ideas um listening requires me to slow down and to cease my desire for control to cease my desire for a certain kind of knowledge Listening is hard because it requires me to find my place and to stay in it and not try to be the center of every conversation, to not be the center of every culture. Again, as a, you know, as as a straight white male, listening has become uh, maybe the most essential practice in my life as I've come to recognize like my necessary place and my better place in my neighborhood, my world online. Um, And it's been hard. Because it is more so than anything else, listening, listening is a relinquishing of power or the desire for power. Listening is hard. Number two, not all stories are good stories. Um, The emphasis on story, you know, the folks over at Pixar like to say the story is king. And I I absolutely believe that story is king. Story is the framework. (laughs) Story is the framework for really all all, all kinds of knowledge, relational, institutional, otherwise. Story really is king. But not every story is a good story. There are actually bad stories in the world. And discerning that Um, having that discernment, recognizing when I'm paying attention to a bad story or recognizing when I'm contributing to a bad story begins with the recognition and the confession that not every story is a good story. There are some stories that are simply bad ones and should be replaced, not necessarily silenced, but should be seized. Yes. Remembered so that we would know like, Hey, that's a bad story. We don't want to do that again. But some stories should come to an end. Not all stories are good. And lastly, the number one thing that I've learned and relearned over the course of 100 episodes, I like people. <laughs> I really like people. Um, the more knowledge there is in the world of um, how how bad things are, how bad things can be, how how badly we can mess things up, how complicated and mean people can be. It could be really easy to become jaded, not just to culture, not just to certain cultures, not just to religion and not just to politics, but to become jaded in a deeper sense. I'm so glad that after all these years of paying attention and listening and being in conversation, I continue to fall in love with people. I continue to love and like who people are. I really do like people. Which takes me back to the number one thing I was doing with this podcast. Thanks for making this possible. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Of the at the at- at- uh, <laughs> thanks for joining me uh, for this episode of the Etsy at- podcast. Uh, we will return to our regularly scheduled program uh, in the next few weeks. Thanks for 100 episodes. Let's do 100 more.